Hi everybody, this is Mike Sullivan at GWK, and this is the second quarter 2013 taxable bond update. I'm going to take 10 minutes today to talk about activity in the market during the second quarter. I'll talk about what happened to yields and to spreads, and then I'll wrap it up with our positioning and our outlook going forward. Well, it was uh, a very challenging quarter for the taxable bond markets as improving economic data and expectations of Fed tapering resulted in significant yield and spread volatility. There was really no place to hide out except for maybe cash, um, as pretty much every ta taxable sector produced negative returns. For the quarter, five and 10-year Treasury yields rose uh, just over 60 basis points, and 30-year yields rose 40 basis points. The Barclays U.S. Treasury Index lost 1.9%, and the long index was down almost 6%. The worst performing part of the taxable market were TIPS, uh, which is a sector that we have no exposure to. Uh, TIPS were down over 7% for the quarter, and that weakness was driven not so much by their duration, but it was driven more so by a decline in inflation expectations, which is why you've also seen a sell-off in commodities, uh, you know, gold in particular. Now, another underperforming sector were the local authorities, which includes taxable municipals. Uh, local authorities were down 5.2% for the quarter. And while we did see some spread widening in that sector, the bulk of the weakness there was driven by uh, duration, as it's one of the longest sectors in the taxable universe. Now, looking at investment-grade corporates, high-grade corporate index lost 3.4% during the quarter, as spreads widened 13 basis points. That's the worst quarterly performance for the sector since the credit crisis. And given the move in treasuries, uh, the yield to worst for the index rose 60 basis points from 2.76% to 3.35%. Now, triple B corporates slightly underperformed as they were down 3.5% and spreads wide at 19 basis points from plus 180 to plus 199. Yeah, from a sector standpoint, uh, those spreads in the, sec uh, in the financial sector widened more significantly than in industrial spreads. Uh, financials overall outperformed down 2.8% uh, versus industrials down 3.5%. Now this outperformance is largely due to the shorter duration of the financials index compared to the industrials index. Now turning to high yield, uh, believe it or not, high yield was down only 1.4% for the quarter, and year to date the high yield index is still up 1.4%. High yield spreads widened 52 basis points for the quarter, and higher quality double Bs underperformed the lower quality triple Cs. Now, year to date, high yield spreads are still 19 basis points tighter than where they uh, began the year. But if you break it down by credit quality, you'll see that all of that tightening has come in triple C's, which remarkably are still 100 basis points tighter for the year uh, compared to double B and single B spreads, which are basically flat year to date. Now, the reason that high yield was only down 1.4% for the quarter was that fixed income markets in general had a relatively strong month of April. Now, during April, Treasury yields declined 18 to 22 basis points out the curve, 
and high yield spreads tightened 25 basis points. And for the month, the high yield index was up 1.8%. And so the real pain for the fixed income markets and for high yield in particular really began in early May and lasted through to the last week of June. So for example, from the first week of May to June 25th, the 10-year Treasury rose 99 basis points from 1.62 to 2.61%. Now, over that same time frame, high-yield spreads widened over 100 basis points from plus 402 to plus 510. Um, and the yield to worst on the index, which had dipped below 5% for the first time ever, it dipped down to 4.95%. Uh, over that same time period, it rose to 6.97%. Now that's a big move. And really what drove that move was the Fed successfully injecting uncertainty into the markets by initiating the tapering conversation. And then specific to high yield, we experienced heavy outflows from high yield mutual funds and ETFs. You know, these outflows were felt most heavily in June, where we saw a record $4.6 billion outflow during the first week, and that was followed up by a $3.3 billion outflow during the second week, and topped off with a $3.1 billion outflow during the final week of the month. Now, this retail selling pressure pushed spreads wider, pushed yields higher, and reduced the weighted average dollar price um, of the index to 101.5 from a record high of over $107 in the early part of May. Now, shifting to our outlook, you know, we continue to be constructive on high yield corporates. You know, the yield to worst on the index ended the quarter at 6.66%. And while valuations are not are certainly not as compelling as they have been over the last couple of years. Spreads are not nearly as tight as they have been in prior cycles. So for example, if you go back to May of 2007 pre-financial crisis, you'll see that high yield spreads reached 246 basis points over treasuries. And that was in a higher default environment than we are in today. And spreads today are twice as wide as they were then. Now, from a fundamental standpoint, fundamentals continue to be healthy, credit quality continues to be sound, and defaults, as I mentioned, continue to be low. You know, the default rate over the last 12 months is about 2.4% versus the historical average closer to 5%. You know, companies continue to be risk averse and they continue to be focused on balance sheet strength. And you can kind of see this conservative focus play out in the new issue market where refinancing remains the dominant use of proceeds. So year to date, 70% of the new deals in the high yield market um, have been for refinancing purposes versus about 54% historically. So we're not really seeing a huge levering up of balance sheets at this point in time in the high yield universe. And so with that in mind, even with the recent volatility, we continue to believe that high yield is the most attractive alternative in the taxable uh, bond market, given its shorter duration, its attractive carry, and the opportunity for modest spread compression going forward. In mid-May, in our total return and our enhanced core strategies, we tactically reduced our high yield position by about 3%. 
And as the quarter ended, we were prepared to redeploy that cash back into the market after the recent move higher in yields. And specifically, we're looking at best-in-class names in the high-yield finance, uh, materials, and mining sectors. And those are the sectors that have been out, uh, most out of favor uh, during the recent weakness. Now, shifting to the other sectors, you know, despite the recent increase in real yields, uh, we continue to see little value in owning treasuries and other government debt as meaningful real rates of return still require unreasonable amounts of interest rate risk. We continue to prefer corporate bonds over treasuries and we remain biased to triple B issuers and we expect spreads there to compress as the recovery progresses. Uh, we've also taken a tactical position in fixed to floating rate preferred securities issued by tier one banks like Wells Fargo and JP Morgan and Bank of America. You know, we like these securities because they trade at yields that are comparable to many high yield industrial credits, yet they have much more manageable credit risk. We also like the defensive structure of these bonds as they pay a fixed coupon for the next five years, um, but then they convert to basically a durationless a floating rate security, which will pay LIBOR plus 350 basis points, maybe a little bit more than that, depending on the issuer. Um, we continue to maintain a 5 to 7% exposure to taxable munis in our strategies, and we're also neutral uh, in AAA government guaranteed mortgage backed securities. Now, within that space specifically, uh, we remain focused on the high coupon season securities, which have which have provided a nice anchor to our portfolios um, as they have relatively short durations and less extension risk when you compare them to some of the lower coupon mortgages uh, that have less that are uh, less seasoned in nature. And finally, from a duration and from a yield curve perspective, uh, we've been gradually reducing the duration of our portfolios and we're currently committed to maintaining um, uh, slightly short to neutral duration relative to our benchmarks. You know, this defensive duration positioning is reflected in our yield curve exposure, um, where, where all of our strategies are underweight the long end of the curve. Now, each strategy currently has 5% or less in the 20 plus year bucket compared to the Barclays aggregate at 9%. Instead here, our preference is to be overweight the three to seven year part of the curve, which has less interest rate sensitivity and more potential to generate return from bond roll. So just quickly in summary, um, from a duration standpoint, we're slightly short to neutral compared to our benchmarks. Uh, we, we remain focused in the belly of the curve, the three to seven year maturity bucket, given the potential for roll there. Uh, we continue to uh, remain overweight spread product, overweight to high-grade corporates and high-yield corporates for the income that they offer and the potential um, spread compression going forward. And then also tactically, uh, we continue to look for products uh, that are trading cheap relative to history or also that might perform well in a rising rate environment, and that specifically is our preferred uh, our fixed to floating rate preferred exposure currently in the strategies. And finally, it goes without saying, um, you know, we believe in the importance of staying diversified. As you know, one of the key benefits of our taxable strategies is you're gaining exposure to a number of different parts of the taxable market. And, uh, and that really plays out nicely in a volatile environment like the one we just went through, 
where you saw our mortgages act as a really nice anchor uh, for the portfolios overall. So again, we, 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 we remain focused on staying diversified in these portfolios and recommend staying there going forward. So I'm gonna wrap this call up. Um, if you have any questions uh, at any point in time, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. Thanks a lot for tuning in.